Blog Talk Radio. holiday parties are inherently fun and inherently dangerous, but, uh, you know, it's free food and booze, it depending, it depends. Like, I've been to some parties that it's not in the office, then you have free reign to drink, but then if you're in the office, then you got to be cool and, like, put it in a little red cup. So it just yeah. depends. Well, you know, I had never been to a, an official office holiday party until... Uh, I started working as a temp at Hunter Public Relations. And I remember that night, I kind of had no idea what, you know, what was supposed to happen at holiday parties. But that night kind of educated me immediately. And um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I brought my uh, my little sister uh, friend, Brittany. She's, uh, you know, we had like, you know how fraternities and sororities have like little sisters and brothers? Yes. Well, we had, uh, in the drama department at Syracuse, we had Littles. So I brought my little Brittany, and, um, and she's gorgeous. Uh, so uh, we're, we're there, and we're hanging out, and, you know, we're having a good time. And I think I was drinking some sort of beer that was in a bottle there. And, uh, but I didn't have much of it. Or maybe I wasn't drinking at all. No, you know what? I think I was on antibiotics and not drinking at all, possibly. So uh, I had always, since I started working there, the first time I temped for this girl, let's just call her, um, let's call her, uh, I'm trying to think of a girl's name who didn't work there. Uh, <laughs> let's call her LaQuavia, okay? So LaQuavia, by the way, is, yeah, LaQuavia is a friend of mine from New Haven. So, but I'm just, LaQuavia, no disrespect. I'm just going to use your name, all right? Okay, I hope that's okay. okay. So, um, I am at this holiday party. And this girl, LaQuavia, the first time that I tempted at Hunter PR, uh, LaQuavia, I, w- I was like her assignment. She was helping me out uh, tempting before I got hired there for, you know, to work uh, an extended period of time. So uh, from the moment I laid eyes on LaQuavia, I thought she was just uh, beautiful. And mm-hmm. I uh, had like a, a crush on her. And at the time, you know, my sexuality was very all over the place. And so I was, you know, I don't know. Girls, guys, didn't matter. So Jamie, I kind of continued that crush on. Uh, and then at the holiday party, I'm there with Brittany, and everything's fine. And then 
the band starts playing Billie Jean. They just brought it out of you? <laughs> and so, all of a sudden, I get in the center of that circle, and I do my Michael Jackson impression. And How old were you? The entire firm is standing around Ryan Kemp doing MJ, and to the point where the president of Hunter PR, Grace Leong, was was on the side going like, go, like dancing along to it. And, Have they been drinking? Uh, I no, you know, I don't, I don't think I was drinking at all because I, I was on an antibiotic. Now I remember, yes, I had no alcohol. Okay. Okay, so this was completely sober. I mean, I heard Michael Tamika. I had to go. I had to get on the floor. Um, but then I go to leave with Brittany, and we're leaving the uh, like hall that the thing was at. Um, and as we're walking out, Jamie—I mean, sorry, Laquavia. Whoops, Laquavia. Whoops, <laughs> whoopsie. This is why you can't be switching names. So. Laquavia uh, turns to me and says, uh, where are you going? And I was like, I'm going to go home. And she said, uh, well, I'm going to the ladies' room. And she said it like that, and she gave me, like, a really weird look. And I was like, mm-hmm. have a good night, Jamie. And she looked very, like, uh, defeated. You said it again. I said that. You hmm? said it again. You said it again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Well, let's just hope she doesn't listen. So, so I yeah all right just fuck it. Name's Janie. So I said, have a good night, Janie. <laughs> and uh, she was she looked she walked away, looked very defeated, and 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 went away. So then we get in the elevator, and I turned to Brittany, and I was like, what the hell was that? And Brittany said, she wanted to smooch, and I, I had no idea at the time. And you know what a what a weird uh, moment. But I guess that's you know people get real fucking crazy at a holiday party. Also, yeah. what was I going to do in the ladies' room? Like, how was I going to get into the ladies' room and not be caught? Well, the key is not to get caught, apparently. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. You do some off-the-wall sort of stuff. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Holiday parties are special. Holiday parties are always special. That's why I tend not to go, or if I do, I make sure I have to go to work right away, so I keep myself yeah. in check. I went to a yeah. really big holiday party uh, out here at Bond 45. Nice, you know, host bar, all the food and everything, and then I made sure that I had a shift later that evening, so I kept myself in check. But I know some right, people right. that still had, were working the same shift with me did not keep themselves in check, so that it made it <laughs> even more interesting. And I won't say you, what show. What, what was the shift? What were you going to do? I was working a show that night. Okay. On Broadway, and um, And you know, did the others fuck it up? I would say, I would say the walk-in was memorable. Um, (laughs) People probably got uh, better seats than they paid for. (laughs) Because what does that uh, even mean at the at the Broadway show? Some of the other, well, because some of the ushers were directing them to different seating than what they had paid for, and you know, this is a sold-out show at the time, and. you know, we just made it work, just covered, <laughs> made it work, and then, but, you know, 
it was it was special. Uh, that's the best way I can put it because I don't want to put anybody's other business out there. I know I was happy, but I realized I had to be all, all of a sudden the more mature person when I'm working with all these other people, and you know. But nobody asked me to go to the bathroom with them, so I don't know. Maybe I wasn't doing it right. What if she literally meant go to the bathroom with her? So I have to go in there, and she's like, oh, i got to watch her take a shit. No, most of the time that's not it. <laughs> and if it is, then there's a problem. Or or some people are into that. You know, I heard... I, 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 you know, I, uh, I probably, you know, I, uh, nope, not going to say it. I'll tell you later. We'll go off the record later about yeah. a, a, a certain Broadway uh, legend who apparently likes to get shit on. That doesn't even sound, okay. I don't think I want to know. Sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, the, 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 what do you call it? Uh, the, the holiday party this week. Now, I am trying very hard to uh, lose weight and maintain sobriety. And it is uh, day day five of the diet, day six of not drinking. So the holiday party this year, our holiday party is on Wednesday. So, um, like what you were just talking about, keeping yourself in check, my uh, – my buddy Mike Torito and I were trying to figure out today, you know, how to make sure that we wouldn't drink and whatnot, and maybe we could take the same car back to Brooklyn and leave kind of early and all this stuff. So maybe that'll work, hopefully, I guess. <laughs> you don't sound too confident. The only thing I'm not confident in, I think at this point, I think I think I can do it. Like, I think I can, I can stick to my diet and I can uh, – uh, drink club soda, but the the thing that I'm weary about is actually leaving early. Because what if I'm having a great time and people are getting their you know getting the groove on on the dance floor, and I want to stick around uh, for that, and then you know I'll be asking him out. So I don't want to like commit to it. Oh, definitely. God. Okay. But you guys all have to be back at work on Thursday, correct? We do, yes. Yeah, so that's good. A lot of offices will do a party in the middle of the week because if they do it on a Friday, all bets are off. If they do it on a Thursday, all bets are off. But on a Wednesday, that kind of looks suspicious unless you already scheduled those days off. Yeah, which people, if you do that where we work, that is verboten. You like, you're not allowed to schedule those days off. But uh, on two years ago, my colleague. Um, he got kicked out, and nobody would know this unless I saw it happen. And so, of course, the next day I just, you know, spread it like wildfire. Um, but we were, like, I was going to the bathroom, and, uh, again, with the bathrooms at the holiday party, and this yeah, kid with this kid named, let's just call him Laquavia. <laughs> this kid named Laquavia <laughs> was in front of me in the bathroom. And he, like, kicks the door in, and the bouncer comes up to me, and he's like, is that your friend? And I stupidly said, yeah. I should have just said, uh, no, I mean, he just works at my firm. But I said, yeah. And he said, all right, after this, he's got to go. So he comes out of the toilet, and I go in the bathroom, and I'm hoping he's gone by the time I leave. I come out, and he's arguing with the bouncer to stay in and whatnot. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, look, come on. And so I, like, kind of <laughs> nudged him out of there. And uh, 
and he left. And he the next morning, he comes into work like a half hour late, and he has these crazy bruises all over his face, and and we're all just sitting there, like including my supervisor, and like staring at him. And then after like a minute, everyone just starts cracking up, and my supervisor's like, "What happened to you?" And uh, and the kid goes. Oh, I got in a fight with my roommate. Ah, that's how he sounded. Oh, I got in a fight with my roommate. And then it turned out that uh, a colleague of mine saw him <laughs> fall flat on his face when he walked out of the venue. So mm-hmm. either either he just fell on his face or he fell on his face and got beaten up by his roommate. Uh, either way... <laughs> It was no good, and he was quite quite the embarrassment at that holiday party. He, like, canceled out the 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 kid who fell on the floor while making out with that girl. That's it, because he's in our department, too. That didn't matter anymore, because LaQuavia had topped him tremendously. Jesus Christ. Hmm. You know, I don't know what to tell you. I've learned my lesson long time ago and working out in Holly Weird and those holiday parties, there are things that I will go to my grave with. So I don't need, yeah. I don't need what's to... The cra- what's the craziest thing that you can tell us from the Holly Weird party? God, I would say the set of friends because they were going on hiatus at the time. And um, Drew Carey was having their holiday party at the same time in stage 17. I think Friends was at stage 22 at the Warner Brothers lot. And they had it on the lot. So everyone came into work and, you know, God watches out for us fools. You know, uh, I recall waking up still at Warner Brothers because I refused to drive home. But we were in the sound stage. So, uh, like, all these people now are super-duper famous. It's not like they weren't then, because at that point they were getting a million an episode. But it was just a lot. It was a lot. Like, yeah, people get goofy. Just You don't think people can get goofy, but they get goofy. You know? Uh, who, got, who got real goofy? Was it Drew Carey? Was it Matthew Perry? Uh, no, the, uh, LeBlanc. He, oh, he what did he do? Uh, he just get, can get real goofy. <laughs> Thank God I'm not his type. But, uh, you know. But, I mean, it, it gives us holiday cheer. Everybody's, you know, especially that's when people used to actually get gifts from the producers and stuff like that. So I was just happy to be rolling around in my Drew Carey warm jacket because it was free. But mm-hmm. seeing some of the things, always the, the excess, and I know everyone works very hard on those shows, you know, but it's just it was priceless because you know you're very um you're very protected that's why they have them on the lot now as opposed to or back then as opposed to like restaurants now because you know but it's it's less of a liability now you know you have it off the lot anything happens it's at the restaurant or at the venue or something like that but right. it's, it's all in good fun it's nothing sinister but there like i said there are things that i you know I was really young and exposed to a lot and realized that that was not a sugar bowl and just kind of, you know, just kind of stayed innocent. Like, that's not oh. sugar. Oh, I, just, I was like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> ah, not a sugar bowl. Got it. Ooh, buddy. 
that MTC battle. Well, that is intense. Um, you said that the, the, the producers, they don't give people jackets anymore? I don't know. Like, back in the day, ER even gave us watches, you know, like nice sterling watches and stuff like that. But now I think because of the way the economy is, I think people would just straight up rather have cash or something that's going to serve them a value. But I do know people that, you know, PAs, they probably hawked their watches or whatever. Like I said, I was happy to get a nice wool jacket that had Drew Carey's face on it. So, you know, I was cool with that. But, you know. You still uh, have it? Yes, actually I do. It's at my big sister's house. Nice. Um, The... uh, you know, yeah, these 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 parties are there's there there's always down uh, <laughs> drama. There's always drama. There's always making out. There's always that kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This stuff that I'm just gonna go to my grave with. Because you know, everybody year, just uh, a little, little last, Oh, last year, um, I. I puked. Uh, it puked the whole way home. It was, you know, out of the the car that was bringing us back. Thankfully, the driver didn't seem to give a shit. Um, but <laughs> but I told I told my colleague, B Marsh, my coworker, more importantly, that <laughs> that I should uh, ride that D. I should have been riding that D home. He was like, No, no, we'll take a car. It'll be fine. I'll be mad quick. No, we'll take a car. So we share a car with B Marsh, Suchi, and DJ. And the girls, Suchi and DJ, they had made a big fuss over getting uh, gum before the thing, before the party. So then in the car, I was like, yo, let me get some gum. And they didn't have any anymore. And I was like, are you kidding me? Because I knew that if I had gum at that point, that it would would have prevented the puking. I know it. And it didn't. <laughs> and I'm still mad at them to this day. Mm. Did you puke in the car? Well, I didn't think I did. But then the next morning, Marsh's telling everyone that I did. And I was like, what are you talking about? I puked outside the car. And he's like, yeah, some got in. Mm. <laughs> well, at least it didn't cost $80 like when that girl threw up in Baskey's car cab, you know? Ha. Oh, I heard about that. Did you know what one of my fears? Yeah, one of my fears is, is puking on the subway. And uh, recently I um, I was having a drink of water before I was getting on the subway, went down the wrong uh, windpipe, and I wasn't feeling well anyway. And I started getting sick off on the side, but I found a drain. And, of course, the train comes in, the train that I need. People are watching me hurl. So obviously, I wasn't feeling well. And the train leaves, and everybody just walks by. And then one guy is like, are you okay? You know, it's broad daylight. And I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, I hadn't been drinking or anything like that. I was like, yeah. He goes, you don't look too good. I said, well, would you? It's like, nah. So finally I waited for the next train. But, yeah, that's kind of, I don't know, man. <laughs> well, puking on trains, that's never fun. That's when, uh, like, there was that one night that uh, I, uh, we were leaving work and D. Marsh, uh, the same kid that I was talking about before, he was sick. Uh, and so he starts puking. And uh, <laughs> we're, we're riding my <laughs> You okay over there? Are we really talking? Are we really talking about puke this long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you are you gonna throw up over there? I don't know. I normally don't get sick. Because as a medic, I see all sorts of stuff, but I don't talk about it. 
Uh, well, you know what, Tamika, we're, we're saved by the bell in this case because our guest is here, so you're all right. Yeah, thank God. Okay, so uh, I want to tell you a little bit about Campbell Brown. Campbell Brown is an American television news reporter and anchor woman. Wait, wait, wait. She previously hosted the Campbell Brown show on the cable news network. And she was the former co-anchor of Weekend Today. Brian. Yes, Tamika? I don't think that's the same person. No, I'm I'm, uh, Campbell Brown that we're interviewing. Yeah, I'm much prettier than that, that, that broad. Yeah. Your voice is better. Yeah. Come on. Yes, yes. Oh, I know who this is. Our guest tonight is the front man of a rock blues soul band from Charleston, South Kakalaki. Their record, their record is called <laughs> Heavy Wind. Please welcome to the show uh, Campbell Brown, the, the male version, the prettier version. How are you, sir? I'm pretty good. How are you? We're doing okay. Um, good. So, Campbell, your uh, bio says that your band has a, a signature sound that is equal parts honey and moonshine, with you being the catalyst for the stolen fuse swagger. Where do you get your swagger from? Probably from the moonshine. Actually, uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. We, we, we had some last night, uh, this gig we played out on uh, Folly Beach. It was, it was being passed around the bar. I'm not even kidding. But, oh, God. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a pretty wild night. So there was one um, bottle being passed around the whole bar. Well, I think there there was uh, there were a few of them, but uh, one being passed around by uh, a bunch of the musicians. <laughs> oh boy! Oh uh, boy! Yeah. Do you find that uh, that enhances your performance, or does it does it does, is it? Oh no! This was this was after the gig. I, yeah, I don't I don't yeah. uh, drink too much while I'm playing, or you know, I'll yeah. That, that'll scare people off pretty quickly, I would well, imagine. We had uh, Tommy James, the rock legend, on the show, and he said, you know, in his, his new book, he talks about how he was, like, 13 years old or something, and he drank a whole pitcher of Bud Light, and then he felt like he was just, you know, singing the best he had ever sung and played guitar the best right. he ever played. And But then he says, at the end of that story, he said, like, but I don't know, I have no idea if that was really true or not, if I actually sounded like I thought I did. Well, you know, I've, I've heard some recordings of of those instances in in, you know, in my early career, and been like, ooh, yeah, that's, that's, that's not what I thought it was. But uh, there is a fine line. It's it's interesting. I mean, you know, you have a couple drinks, and it, you know, if that's what you prefer to do, and or whatever you prefer to do that loosens you up, yeah, it, it can uh, yeah. enhance. But yeah, you just have to know. Uh, know the limit just as as you need to know the limit in anything i guess but yeah um, right about not that too many seem to know the limit in uh <laughs> in the business of rock and roll do they yeah no not a lot i sure don't and i'm not even in, in rock uh yeah. this uh <laughs> this, this swagger that you've got what do you think do you what do you think about justin bieber's use of the word swaggy is he using that appropriately uh yeah, I think um, uh, maybe uh, more of a, a leader. I, I've kind of been the, the leader of the band for, well, I mean, I, I started it with one of the other guys, and uh, he, he wanted me to be the front man and, and to sing and, you know, play lead guitar. And, and basically, uh, you know, I grew up kind of a a blues rock uh, guy uh, following mm-hmm. uh 
the Allman Brothers and, you know, the Claptons and, you know, Ray Charles and, you know, I'm kind of an old soul, but I, uh, so I, I don't know if that's where that comes from or not, but um, mm-hmm. that's probably what he's referring to. Gotcha. And your, uh, your bio also has a reviewer saying that Idle Speed could have been your swan song. Um, mm-hmm. Why would that out? Why would that album have well, been your swan song? Because that was uh, a point in the uh, in the band's uh, time that two of the guys left. It was also right uh, in the middle of uh, I was going through a divorce, so mm-hmm. it was, it was kind of crazy. Two of the guys left because of that. One of them was um, ex wife's cousin. Uh, the bass player stayed with me, and, and we hired out what is now the uh, ensemble of, of Gaslight Street and has been since, uh, I guess, January of 2011. Mm-hmm. So that was what he was referring to, I guess. He, and he knew uh, of some of the band drama, so he's throwing that in there too. Gotcha. Uh, Tamika, I hear you chomping at the bit over there. Well, I just wanted to know the genesis of the name Gaslight, because I'm assuming it's not in reference to the moonshine, correct? No, it's not, uh, but it's it's in reference to a Rolling Stone lyric in uh, Can't You Hear Me Knocking? Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess Gaslight Streets were uh, more common in in London. Right, uh, well, they are, yeah. And that was one of you know, kind of our influences was the the British rock of, of that time. So we just thought that was an appropriate name. And with the uh, rhythms that you all display in your music, do you think any of that's influenced by being in the South or having so many different uh, members coming from New Orleans or from Virginia? Yeah. And then just yeah, putting I mean, it all it, together? It, I think it's, uh, it's pretty eclectic. I mean, it's definitely a, a, a Southern... Uh, bass sound, but we've got a guitarist from Detroit. Uh, my my wife is in a band. Uh, not my ex-wife, my current wife <laughs> is from <laughs> Buffalo. Uh, yeah, we've got a uh, New Orleans in there, and and uh, you know I'm from Tennessee, so kind of all parts. But we we definitely have the. Uh, the blues and the soul thing is is what kind of brings us all together, and then everyone throws in their uh, extra influences as well. Yeah, I read that you uh, recorded your song fast and slow late at night at home. Do you do you often record out of studio like that? Um, I do. I, I record a lot. Um, you know, on just pretty basic, just uh, through a mic, and then onto my computer and. Uh, mm-hmm. Just for some reason, that that song, uh, our, our bass player wanted to use it, and I, yeah, I brought it into the studio. And of course, they were like, "Why well, you can't do that? You, know, you need to record in here." It's like, well, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the point. You know, it sounded like an old uh, 1930s recording, and I, you know, he he thought that was that kind of captured. Uh, uh, the essence of what we were doing at the time, and you know, so we put it on there. So um, when it says that your album was recorded on analog tape, uh, is, that, is that the kind of that's the sound you were looking for? 
Yeah, and, and we were also going reel to reel, a two inch tape uh, on this uh, awesome machine this guy had in there, and I think that thing's out in Denver now. Uh, there's not too many uh, reel to reels anymore. Uh, it's they're actually making a comeback. You know, Muscle Shoals is is kind of uh, famous for it still, but uh, yeah, it just gives a real warm. Uh, rich sound, uh, especially in drums and uh, and the vocals, I felt like. And I, it, I, I, we didn't do that on the last one, um, but I, I, I definitely want to do that again. Um, your, your bio also says that this, uh, that sound creates an optimistic backwoods boogie. Do you ever yourself go boogieing in the backwoods? <laughs> well, I think I did last night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, last night, really? How long were you boogieing? I don't know, man. Uh, you know, that moonshine got a hold of me, and you know, it was a uh, <laughs> made you feel like you were night. constantly I mean, running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Would you would you take people with you to go boogie in the backwoods? Would I? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't want to be by yourself. <laughs> and how many woods could could a singer boogie in if a singer could boogie in the woods? <laughs> how many woods? Uh, I'd say uh, I'd say one woods is good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's play a song. Um, can you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your song, uh, Doorstep, sir? Uh, sure. That was uh, written about uh, my wife before uh, we were we were kind of dating, and I, you know, it, was, it was kind of a an off and on thing. And I, I wrote it uh, alone at the house I was living in, and um, it's basically about trying to uh, to get that woman to uh, to come on into my door. Oh, ooh la la! All right, well this is. Gaslight Street with Doorstep, and we'll be right back with Campbell Brown, the dude version.
to me is is embarrassing, and I yeah, it, it was about a reluctant um, uh, soldier that was having to fight on the side of a of the South and in, in Vicksburg, and I, a friend of mine is from Vicksburg, and and we've actually played down there a couple times, and you know being in that city is, I mean it's like going back in time. Some of the people. Uh, talk about the war still and it, like it happened 10 years ago and you're just like geez but I uh, you know it, it was um, you know I, I didn't want to get too political a lot of people are like oh yeah man you, you wrote something about the Civil War bro and I'm like yeah <laughs> Re- you know, I listened to it a little bit more and I mm-hmm. it, but it, it is about that and it's also about a you know, doing something that that you don't really want to do, but you have to anyway. So, yeah. Um, and uh, you've had two of your songs featured on a fishing TV show called Gills and Fins. Do you mm-hmm. do people need to be fishing in order to listen to your music? Do they need to be, or do you re- do you recommend people listen to music while they fish? Yeah, sure. Uh, it, it passes the time. I do. <laughs> I, I, I can't get out on a boat and not listen to music. But yeah. uh, that's just me. Kamika, what do you got? Well, I was thinking. I, I have I been fishing. I've been fishing once before, but that was in Utah. But I would listen to the music. But I would also have a little uh, jug of moonshine with me, listening <laughs> to it as well. But it's interesting that you talk about the South. Because uh, I was going to ask you, how do audiences? Uh, obviously, they're very receptive to your music, but in relation to, especially being from below the Mason Dixon line, do you get a lot of people coming up to you asking you about that particular song, or no? No, we do. Um, that is a kind of a fan favorite. Okay. Uh, yeah, they like that one. I, I mean, constantly running. Is another one they, they've That's played right. that on the radio down here a good bit. Yeah, that's what I, I mentioned before. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> constantly running from the south, but I. <laughs> no, now, I'm, I'm losing. Now you, now, now you will have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we we do have two Yankees in our band too, so we're we're trying to keep everyone happy. But I. Anyway, I. Yeah, I mean, I, I think people like to hear uh, a story and uh, and music too. It, as much as I've written about personal uh, things that have gone on in my life or, or experiences, I, I still think it is refreshing to hear uh, uh, you know a good story. It could be you know that a lot of people could relate to, or that tells about uh, you know something that happened or didn't happen or will happen, but I, that, that's probably another reason they like it, but I'm, I'm sure that the Vicksburg and Civil War references is also a, it, it couldn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, Campbell, you're from Charleston. Uh, can you finish this song lyric for me? Lying down in Charleston under the Carolina sky, you see I'm tired of feeling this pain. Uh, 
<laughs> what was the last word? Pain? Pain. Uh, uh, I mean, maybe something that rhymes with pain. Pain? Pain? <laughs> uh, like from Batman? Yeah, yeah, pain. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, nah, nah, nah. The uh, uh, Hootie and the Blowfish song, uh, Not Even the Trees. No good? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh beauty. <laughs> We're exactly. always going to be tied to that damn band, huh? <laughs> well, that's, that's a good thing in my book. I love them. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, better. So, uh, Campbell, let's play uh, one more song. Um, okay. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about Bad Mood. All right. Uh I guess I can be honest about that. I I I had just taken a a huge. <laughs> this sounds ridiculous. I I just taken a, a a huge bong hit, and I I'm not kidding. And this is a few years ago. The only thing I could do was go out on this trampoline and and write a song to kind of pull me out of that uh, that uh, mood that I was in. And it was kind of a tongue in cheek thing, but um. It, it was about that uh, that moment, and I I really can't explain uh, where the words came from because I was kind of uh, kind of out of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that's as good an explanation as any. Uh, this is Gaslight Street <laughs> with Bad Mood, and we'll be right back with Campbell Brown. <laughs> the time 
Yeah, that is Gaslight Streets with Bad Mood. Uh, Campbell, um, yep. the uh, where uh, where can people go and see your band? Do you guys have tour dates planned? Uh, we do. Um, the next one that we have is uh, is in Charleston uh, on New Year's Eve, and then we're hitting the road uh, for the month of, well, hopefully all the months. But, uh, we're pretty backed up on uh, January going up to Asheville and Nashville and Memphis and Chattanooga and Atlanta and then making it down to Mississippi. So uh, our website is a, a great spot to find that, uh, gaslightstreet.com. Uh, and, you know, we have all the links to all the other stuff, the Facebooks, uh, Reverb Nation, Twitter accounts, and all that other social media that, that everyone likes to uh, to look at. <laughs> Tanika, do you like to look at social media? No. Sometimes. Or you ask me. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. It's a pretty sometimes. sometimes. Uh, what about you, Campbell? Are you a, Are you a social media guy? Yeah, man, I'm on that stuff. It's kind of addictive, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, well, uh, thank you so much for coming on the program. Check them out, gaslightstreet.com. Follow them on Twitter at gaslightstreet. And uh, look for them coming to your town soon. Thank you so much, sir. Hey, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a good night. All right, you too. Tamika, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm glad oh, okay. it was him and not the other Campbell Brown. <laughs> Why you got beef with her? No, because I got a beef with the entire media right now. Oh yeah, how come? Which part? Um, it's just it's just so manufactured right now, and uh, there's a lot of uh, very important things that are taking place, at least within this country and then outside of this country that. Um, are not being either reported or reported accurately, or nobody is really paying attention right now. So that's all. Yeah, I hear you. It's that it's that whole twenty-four hour cable news thing that really fucks everyone everyone up. Mm, and it's the people that own them, I would say, more so than any particular station. You know, I'll never watch Fox unless that's the only thing that's on. But, uh-huh. uh, you know, it's just, it's just, there's just a lot. And I don't want to, in, in, in case we move on past here, I don't want to badmouth anyone so they can say, oh, well, Tamika said, ah, and Tamika didn't say shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say it. I'll say it. Nah, 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 I'm not going to say it. Um, but I do find that, like, if if I'm at a place that has cable and and it's between, like, the O'Reilly factor and, and Ed yeah. Schultz, I think the O'Reilly mm. Factor is actually a better show. Like, mm. both guys are really annoying, uh, but it's just a better show. It's more entertaining to see this, you know, rating. Okay. You're going for entertaining. And it's weird you say that you watch either one. I listen more than watch, so I can mm-hmm. form my own opinion without having all the gimmicks or the graphics and all that other stuff. If there's something yeah. I really want to see, then obviously, you know, most people have smartphones now, not stupid phones, so you can look it up. But in the same <laughs> context, there's a uh, a different authenticity, at least I find, uh, being able to listen to the person as opposed to being distracted by 
you know, all the glitz and glamour that they might put up, you know, behind them. You know, because yeah. at least at that point you can listen for your own self and see if they're actually about something as opposed to looking at, you know, whose banner is better running and below the screen or, you know, something like that. I don't know. Well, that news, that news ticker, Lewis Black has a routine about how when uh, he was on CNN in Atlanta uh, mm-hmm. because apparently there was no news that day and they <laughs> and he, he wouldn't answer any of their questions. And they were like, Mr. Black, why aren't you answering our questions? He said, the reason I'm not answering your questions is because of that ticker on the bottom of the screen. I will not say anything until you get that oh. off of there. So they finally oh, took wow. it off so he could he could talk because it was so distracting. It was distracting. Mm. Good for him. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go. Anything else you want to say before we go? Well, I would tell people to be mindful about what might be taking place with Russia um, and their uh, anti-gay uh, policies right now. That's a little disconcerting that we might be sending our athletes over there who are gay to be pummeled to death for no apparent reason. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just so there's so much that that's on the international scale. Obviously, besides the memorial for Mandela, at least in this country, this week there's a very important vote coming up to extend unemployment benefits and anything else. That if it doesn't take place, there are going to be at least I don't even want to speculate 40 million because that just breaks my heart. Um, mm-hmm. Millions of people that might just be cut off uh, on the 29th of this month. So you know, have Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. If our dear yes, Congress does does what they've been doing, which is absolutely nothing, and that is mm-hmm. uh, that's vexing because uh, it, the Republican Party. I, you know, you you know, our guest was talking about how the South how they went awry, and, you know, people forget that Lincoln was a Republican. So what happened mm-hmm. to that party, you know, trying mm-hmm. to help your fellow citizen? What happened? You know, it couldn't mm-hmm. have just been Sarah Palin or anybody like that or a crazy dude, Cruz, reading Dr. Seuss, you know, for 46 <laughs> hours or whatever. I mean, it's just, it, I, it frightens me, and I think I, I probably did put this on social media, what, ha- what, ha- what happens this week, if they don't vote, that frightens me more than, get- than getting on a plane. And everyone that knows me knows that I hate to fly. So if I'm more frightened of them not voting this week, then you know it's bad. Because now I'm about ready to get on a, a plane and take off without my seatbelt on, because I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing. I, I cannot believe we've gotten to this point. So, yeah. you know, if it gets to that, then maybe I'll find, you know, Campbell down there below the Mason Dick's line and have some moonshine and call it a day because I don't even know, <laughs> you know I don't even know where we're going in this country. It just scares me, that's all. Yep. Scary things yeah. are looming. Hopefully they get it together. All right. I can think of no better way of ending the show than I think if it ain't a showbiz, it ain't a fizz, hit the brakes, Florence. And if you have a Barbie doll what are you going to do with that thing? Probably share my moonshine at this point because it's probably bad for her too. <laughs> and then set her on fire. Well, the, the moonshine, that's what I was asking the guy about gaslight because moonshine you can actually set a blaze. Pretty good. Yep. Not that I know this. <laughs> Not that I know this, but yeah. 
I mean, you just said it. Of course you know it. Well, I I had heard what had happened was <laughs> with, with Laquita. You need to come up with a better name than Laquita. Laquavia. Laquavia, whatever. It's bad. I got Shaniqua no, and Aquanetta. What? <laughs> I have Sha- I have Shaniqua and Aquanetta. Those are my two standards. But Laquavia is a real person. I was just trying to think of a name that was really far from Jamie so that people wouldn't know <laughs> that girl's name was Jamie. <laughs> you said it again. Oh, well. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hey, girl. <laughs> Good night, Tamika. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye.